you're tuned into Eric's Movie Club. And now, here's Eric. Thank you, Jeff. This is Eric's Movie Club. This is the show where I recommend a movie for you to watch because we all have streaming services these days. Sometimes it takes a little long to choose a movie, and that is where I come in. And today's movie recommendation is Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, directed by Edgar Wright. Now, this is a movie that recently celebrated its 10th birthday, came out when I was in college, and I certainly watched it a lot back in those days, and it's a lot of fun, so I think it would be a nice time to revisit it if you've never seen it. I will tell you why you should watch it in just a few minutes. Also, we're going to chat about the star of the movie, Michael Sarah, because he is Canadian, and I am Canadian, and why not? Let's put the spotlight on him, talk about some of his best performances. Before we do that, let's get into movie news. Movie news. Zac Efron is going to star in the Three Men and a Baby remake, which is being done for Disney+. Plus. Unfortunately, that's all we know about the project at this point. So, will the Ghost Boy return? Who knows? Deep reference. Google it. The original came out back in 1987, starred Tom Selleck, Steve Gutenberg, and Ted Danson as three New York bachelors who find themselves caring for an infant. There was also a sequel, Three Men and a Little Lady. And there's an interesting fact about this movie. Three Men and a Baby was the first live-action Disney movie to cross the $100 million mark domestically. So it was a very, very popular movie. And this is very good news. James Hong is a Hollywood icon and a face that everybody would recognize. But you might not know his name. He's 91 years old, and he may be the most prolific actor in Hollywood. He has more than 600 credits to his name and a resume that goes back to the mid-1950s. Now, some of his more recognizable roles include Big Trouble in Little China, Kung Fu Panda, Blade Runner, Wayne's World 2, Mulan, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and the guy is still working to this day. Here is a very famous scene from Seinfeld with James Hong. I bet you'll recognize this. Excuse me, I'm expecting a call. Costanza? Yes, I just got a call. Uh, I yell, Cartwright, Cartwright, just like that. Nobody came up, I hang up. Well, was it for Costanza or? Yes, yes, that's it. Nobody answered. <laughs> was it a woman? Yes, yes. I tell her, you're not here. She said curse word, I hang up. <laughs> Anyway, he's an iconic actor, but most of us don't really know his name. But there is finally a campaign to get James a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. It's being back backed by Asian-American actors like Harry Shum Jr. and Ken Jeong. And actually, Daniel Day Kim from Lost and Hawaii Five-0 even started a GoFundMe page to raise money for the star. And it actually raised more than the $50,000 needed. So James Hong is finally going to get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and it's about time at 91 years young and with over 600 credits to his name. All right, let's get into today's movie recommendation. It's time for Eric's movie recommendation. Our movie today is Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, directed by Edgar Wright, screenplay by Edgar Wright and Michael Bacall. It's based on the Scott Pilgrim graphic novels by Brian Lee O'Malley, and the movie stars Michael Sarah. Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Kieran Culkin and features many, many famous faces, which we'll 
discuss a little bit later on. Scott Pilgrim is the main character of this movie. He falls for Ramona Flowers, but if he really wants to be her boyfriend, he has to defeat her seven evil exes. He has to do all that while trying to land a record deal with his band, Sex Babam. <laughs> Pretty interesting movie. So where can you watch it? You can watch this on Netflix. And why should you watch it? Well, like I said earlier, 10-year anniversary, so why not? It's time to revisit it. If you haven't seen it, perfect time to watch it. It's a great movie by really one of the more creative filmmakers we have. Edgar Wright is often overlooked because his movies are not big box office hits, and that might surprise a lot of people. I think Baby Driver which is a movie he did this past decade, is the only movie of his to ever cross the $100 million mark at the box office. And it did very well. It was a very high-grossing movie. But some of his other well-known movies really didn't do that well. And it surprises me and it disappoints me, quite frankly, because he is so creative. And But having said all that, just like many of his other movies, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World has become a cult classic. And movies like Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz have this amazing following, despite not being huge box office movies. In fact, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World didn't even make its money back. It had an $85 million budget, and it didn't even come close to making that back. So disappointing, but it has become a cult classic, and people really love it. Now, I mentioned earlier that this movie is based on the graphic novels by Brian O'Malley, and the movie is heavily stylized to look like a live-action graphic novel. It also looks like a video game. You know, when Scott Pilgrim is fighting Ramona Flowers' evil ex-boyfriends, it looks like Mortal Kombat or something that has come to life. It's really, really cool. And despite being very stylized, it has substance. So many movies basically lean on their style, lean on their special effects and things like that, but don't really have anything underneath the surface. This is a movie that has a heart, it has substance, and it is visually very interesting, and the writing is just incredible. And some of these cool visuals that I want to uh, focus on specifically are Edgar Wright's transitions. Now, he's kind of been known for this, and if you've seen his movies before, this is kind of his calling card. He is so clever at using transitions to keep stories plowing along. His movies are never very long, and they feel even shorter because... It's just constantly moving. In the middle of a conversation, he will change the location, and he will do it so seamlessly that you will basically not even realize that it's been done. He'll go from a conversation between Scott Pilgrim and Knives Chow in a record store, and all of a sudden they're outside walking in the middle of that same conversation. And he does it so seamlessly. He's got such a good rhythm when it comes to these things that it just keeps the story moving. And it's brilliant the way he does it. And so that's incredible. And if you've seen his other movies before, you will probably recognize that from movies like Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, stuff like that. You might know what I'm talking about. He does it to a greater extent in this movie, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Also, the writing in this movie, and again, it's another thing that Edgar Wright has become known for in the past. The writing is incredibly witty, it gets a little silly at times, but it also gets pretty real at times. And he walks that line so well. 
and some of the lines in this movie are absolutely ridiculous, but some of them are incredibly witty and very smart. You don't remember me, do you? We met at the party the other day. Were you the Pac-Man guy? No, not even. That was some total ass. I was the other guy. You know, you need to sign for this, whatever this is. But if I sign for it, you'll leave. Yeah, it's how it works. Okay, well, maybe, do you want to hang out sometime, get to know each other? You're the new kid on the block, right? I've lived here forever, so there are reasons for you to hang out with me. Now, witty writing is great, but you need talented actors to pull it off. And they got some talented actors. Uh, Michael Sarah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Kieran Culkin, I would say, are the three main stars of the movie, and they are all very good. But how about this? <laughs> we have great performances in this movie by pre-Captain America, Chris Evans, pre-Captain Marvel, Brie Larson, post-Superman, Brandon Routh, post-Twilight, Anna Kendrick. I'm not going to do this for every actor. Uh, Allison Pill, Aubrey Plaza, Jason Schwartzman, Mark Webber, Mai Whitman, Ellen Wong, even Bill Hader's voice is in this movie. The cast is unbelievable, especially when you consider the careers some of those people have gone on to in the past decade since this movie has been released. Just incredible. And you need those talented actors like that to pull off the writing, and they absolutely pull it off. And I cannot talk about this movie without mentioning the music. There are a number of fictional bands in this movie because one of the plots of the movie is Scott Pilgrim is in a band called Sex Babam. And they have joined the Toronto International Battle of the Bands, and they're going to be going up against a number of other bands, and they have to win this competition to get a record deal, okay? And that's what they really want to do. And so there are, are a number of different bands in this movie, and they're all based on real bands. And what's cool is a lot of the bands that these fake bands are based on actually contributed to the soundtrack. And so artists like Beck and Metric Broken Social Scene, Cornelius, Dan the Automator, Kid Koala, David Campbell, even Radiohead producer Nigel Godrich all contributed to the soundtrack of this movie, and it's the reason why the music is good. <laughs> like, they actually have really good music in this movie, and some of the musical scenes are incredible. I really enjoy them. I'll take you for a ride you know, I could talk forever about this movie. I recently rewatched it, and uh, also I rewatched Shaun of the Dead, another great Edgar Wright movie. I could talk about his movies forever, but I won't. <laughs> so I'll just leave you with that. I think you'll have a lot of fun if you watch Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Now let's have a quick chat here about Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah is the star of the movie. He's also a Canadian, and so am I. So let's talk about him. Why not? He's been in some really great comedy movies and TV series in the past 17 years, uh, even more than that. And I want to highlight some of my favorite performances here, starting with Scott Pilgrim. Of course, today's movie selection, he absolutely nails it. He was an interesting choice for this role, kind of perfect when you consider the dialogue and everything he had to do. His character is so unaffected by things. <laughs> the amount of times in this movie he just goes, wow. And he's just so unaffected by things happening around him. He, he nails that perfectly. And so he was a great choice for this movie. Another one I want to talk about is an early role that really got him into the public eye. 
George Michael Bluth in Arrested Development. Now, he was a teenager when he actually was on this show. And so it's, you know, maybe not much of a stretch for him to play an awkward teenager since he was an awkward teenager himself at the time, but he was already so talented. The way he went back and forth with Jason Bateman was just incredible. I haven't met him. Yes, you have. Michael had met Anne. Let her in. She, that's, that's her right over there. Oh, Anne. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Anne. I know Anne. Hey, that's you. It. She's got a little hard-boiled egg going there. Oh, it's so cute. She sometimes takes a little pack of mayonnaise and she'll squirt it in her mouth and then she'll take an egg and kind of... <laughs> she calls it a mayonnaise. <laughs> Are you okay? I don't feel so good. You know, I kind of want to buy her a diamond. And speaking of awkward teenagers, the first time I saw Michael Sarah was when I was in high school, and it was in a movie called Superbad. Wait, you changed your name to McLovin? McLovin? What kind of a stupid name is that, Fogel? What, are you trying to be an Irish R&B singer? Now, the 80s had Fast Times at Ridgemont High, the 90s had American Pie. When I was in high school in the 2000s, we had Superbad, one of the greatest coming-of-age comedies of all time. It is so well written by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg and very well acted. They really nailed it with the casting and of course the people who are in that movie have now been with us for 13 years and have been in a number of other great movies and they knocked it out of the park. One of Judd Apatow's you know, movies in his crazy run of successes that he had in the mid-2000s and it was truly a launching point for Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah really, really. He had been in Arrested Development but that was a show that didn't have very high ratings in its original run. It's kind of become a cult show over the years. So those two guys were really pushed into the public eye because of that. And uh, yeah, I've watched a lot of their movies <laughs> since then. And uh, it's because I love Superbad so much. There are many other great Michael Sarah performances to mention. You know, Juno, Nick and Nora, Youth and Revolt. Uh, he made a very strange cameo in the most recent season of Twin Peaks. Very strange. But the last thing I wanted to mention here is my favorite Michael Sarah performance, and it's from the movie This Is The End. Now, if you don't remember, This Is The End, that is the movie where a number of celebrities play themselves in the movie, basically, and they play extremely exaggerated versions of themselves. No one plays a more exaggerated version of themselves than Michael Sarah, who kicks it up a notch, and he's a coke addict, in fact, in one moment, he walks up to Christopher Mintzplass, who is also in Superbad, and he says, hey, man, does this Coke smell funny? And he blows cocaine into Christopher Mintzplass's face, which is funny, ridiculous. Um, or how about this? Another great Canadian, Jay Baruchel, walks in on him with two women in a bathroom, and he says this to Jay Baruchel. You need to use the toilet, honey? Go ahead. An absolutely ridiculous performance but so funny, and I think it was so unexpected, which is why his parts in the movie are what I enjoyed most, and when I walked away from This Is The End, I saw it in the theater. His scenes were the ones that really stuck with me because it was like, I can't believe Michael Sarah did that because <laughs> it's so out of character based on everything we've seen him in before. So it was hilarious. What about you? What is your favorite Michael Sarah performance? I'd love for you to join in on the conversation. And if you do end up watching Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, please let me know what you thought. Is there a specific genre of movie that you would like me to recommend a movie for on this show? If you have any movie-related questions, 
or any movie debates that you would like my take on, I would love to hear from you. You can reach out to me at the Eric's Movie Club Facebook page. I'll talk to you again next week. This has been Eric's Movie Club, a giant TV production.